Nice, that sounds great. No, it's not. I actually wouldn't hate like a little part of that. That's just funny. Uh, I mean, you're ready for him. You're ready for him though. Yeah, I, is this on? So did I wrap the first no hook? No red lights anymore. Are we doing the first hook now, or am I starting the podcast? I think we just did the hook. No. First, go. okay, got it. You ready? We'll All, right. <clears throat> All right. All right. <clears throat> on this episode of RVA Real Estate Talk, me and Galen discuss what it takes to differentiate yourself as a top producer versus an average real estate agent. You're listening to RVA Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker. Your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20 years sales experience, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance when buying and selling homes in today's incredibly hot and competitive real estate market. And now, your hosts, Jared Davis and Galen Parker. I am Jared Davis. And I am still... Galen Parker. Still Galen Parker. We're rounding out the year, aren't we, Galen? This year is flown by. It's crazy. Someone told me the other or told me yesterday they were about to fall back. Is that how it is? Fall mm, forward? Yes. I want back. an extra hour we'll of twenty twenty. Is that what and I'm doing right now? Forward. That's yeah. what I want. One more hour of twenty twenty <laughs> this week, guys. <laughs> I want to linger in the stench of a year. <laughs> it has been amazing in a lot of regards. It's been the best year ever. I don't care what anybody says. Um there's probably about a couple hundred thousand Americans that would disagree with you. Um, Magnus but disagrees. As, Magnus would disagree. <laughs> Poor Magnus. I sometimes think what happened to Magnus. If you guys don't remember, Magnus was the name mm-hmm. of Mike Stara. Um, I don't know what happened to him. Is this going to be brought up like every podcast? Do not make me come yeah. over there. It's like losing a family member. It is. It's like a. It's a grieving period, Mike. Like we're still like what's people what don't phase realize. We're in? He's past denial. How much I love that vehicle. He's at acceptance now. I like now when I'm driving down the highway, I see other Xteras. It's like I like uncomfortably like look at them as they drive by. I'm like. I saw one the other day that looked That's, so good. It was all nice. jacked up on nice oh, tires. Exactly. And I was like, ooh. I, I had bet. the big rugged tires. I was like, I mean, I love the new vehicle. Yeah. I'm finally cozying up. There was, it was a bumpy starter period uh, with the new vehicle. Because... Um, that's Is a, that the crunch of that's Magnus? Crunch of, yeah, Is that a that's drive-by? It's <laughs> happening right now. Uh, that's a crunch of Magnus. Uh, th- shout out to State Farm for holding me down. They were so nice when I called. They were just like, hey, don't worry about it. Are you okay? I'm really? Like, that's you know, nice. We'll, that's we'll training. You, Jake at State Farm. Wait, did you work at Chick-fil-A before yeah, this? I know. It was like, my pleasure to serve you. <laughs> right. uh, speaking of which, I went to Chick-fil-A the other day for the first time almost since coronavirus. It was like a 90-car deep double line. Is it because now through. you have Sweet Baby Ray's chicken sauce at home, which uh, tastes no. just Sweet, like Chick-fil-A sweet sauce? Sweet Baby Ray's. If yes. you're out there, holla at your boy. That's Love right. you so much right now. Yeah, so if you're um, like I don't us. know how you've missed the lawsuit from, <laughs> from Chick-fil-A. I don't that know how you did it. It has a picture a, of a Chick-fil-A sandwich on the bottle <laughs> with waffle fries. I need to talk there's, to your marketing guy. I'm like, you are brilliant. I don't know waffle. how you did it. Mike, put a picture of the Sweet Baby Ray's chicken sauce on the podcast video if you can. Okay. There's like going. a kid saying, my pleasure in the background of the <laughs> yeah. Sweet Baby. I'm like, I'm like this is like a cow like serving it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, it was it was hard to transition with the new vehicle. There was a leak in my vehicle. Acura, mm. what are you doing? 
Uh, there was a welding leak, but thankfully, longtime friend since fifth grade, Aaron Trainum, uh, used to work at Ray's Upholstery here in Nilothian, Virginia. He pulled that car apart. 48 seconds. 48 seconds. I mean, I've never. He should run a chop shop. That's what I was thinking. I was like, is he, is this, does he do this illegally? I mean, under the guise Jerry of darkness. Went inside. What'd you go inside for? I was like, like a, I'm going to grab a cup of water real quick. And I like, <laughs> go in, get a glass of water. I come out. All the seats are out of the car. The carpet's out. Like, the half the dash is out. I mean, it, it was looked incredible. like it made it 20% through the Acura assembly I felt line. Like we were back in Japan and we had. <laughs> We're still assembling uh, the MDX. Uh, he was very good at it. Uh, that that guy's brilliant when it comes to stuff like that. The best part, so when we did that at your house, we didn't actually fi- fix it. It was just kind of like an ex- exploration. Later, at his house, we did fix it. And we got to a point where I was ready to give up. I was like, I'm going to just drive this thing back to the dealer and be like, hey, listen, this is your it. issue. I don't want it. You know, I'm, I'm still in my 30 days. Take this thing back. I've got ample reason. But then he got this crazy look in his eye, like a madman. And he was like, I'm not giving up. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to go home. It's nighttime. There's like, we're in his driveway. And he's like, no, I got it. He starts like reaching under my dash, pulling things out like modules, chips, CPUs. There was a just like, no, just, just be sure to plug it back in. Your it airbags like, will go you know, off when you turn like it on. Writing. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. and he, like I, the funny thing is like, I was on a conference call when he was doing it, so I couldn't even react, but I'm like talking to someone and, and I'm like, yeah, so as we see, the market is what is he doing? And he's like, don't and turn the key. Like, Your airbags will deploy yeah, right now. If you do. Out. He's like pulling yeah. out. He could have been a doctor giving birth the way his hands are up there, just yanking things out of there. We'll talk Speaking about that later, Mike. Of birth. Um, so ah. he's pulling things out. <laughs> That's right. Guts we'll everywhere. You, Mike. And then he finds like, he looks at him. He's like, hey, I found the leak. And it's like a tiny sliver where the weld had failed. And he siliconed the whole thing up, patched it, all that stuff, waited and it's been fine since, so shout out to him. But now it was she's a rough dry one. inside, and now it's now it's now it's normal. Yeah, no. we did all that just to get the status quo of zero. I mean, um, just watching him pour water in every crevice was—I mean, he was just in every hole that you could be there pouring water. It was really funny. It's like an ant crawling all over a thing. He's just like, let me try this. Let's pour water over here. He's like, let's sit here. It was so uncomfortable because it's like some parts I have to get inside, and there would be like, there's no carpet. There's no seats, and I'm just cramped on the metal floor of a vehicle. Like, this you see seat, water? Like, you see I was water like, this is the most in? expensive sh- uh, sled I've ever seen in my life. I was like, there's no way. I'm just like, well, I'm just pushing me down the hill. I it, wish he owned an auto shop just so we could refer him. Yeah, I know. That would be great. Like, Aaron, do you want side work? Can we just send people to your house? To- His whole family are auto. What's the word? Auto. A mechanic? No, they're not. None of them are mechanics, but they're, they're like engineers and stuff. Okay. But they're uh, automotive savvy, I would think. You know, his brother. Josh has got like a Corvette they like rebuilds and his dad, his, his dad does it. His dad told Aaron once, he was like, you got this in your blood, Aaron. And I think that's like the funniest thing because that's like how he conveys love to his son. So very beautiful. But speaking of love to a child, Mike, do you have something you want to tell us about? Uh, All right, I'm that's like... enough. Thanks for Mike. On to the next one. Drop it on us, Mike. This is a big one. His wife had another baby. Yeah. He contributed nothing. It was so amazing. We were actually <laughs> scheduled to have the baby yesterday. Right. And my wife was having some blood pressure issues and kind of high. And so she went to the hospital last Monday and didn't come out of the hospital. And so I had a end of the day, I had to be there and we had a C-section and eight o'clock at night, baby girl. Nice. It's a girl. Very nice. For some reason, my brain, I thought it was a boy. Brooklyn, you already have a boy. Brooklyn Grace. We're Brooklyn at. We're Brooklyn. I love that name. So what's your what's your age range in children now? You ready? Um, Drum roll. 
There's three of them. Yep. So we have a infant, a four-year-old, and an eighteen-year-old. Nice. Mm. Well, the eighteen-year-old put it down. Doesn't Mike. really live with us anymore. So. Yeah, hey, so she's just not your child. Raise your you hand. Know, yeah, right, right, right. she graduated <laughs> from. That is the thing. <laughs> she's out. And she's done. Raise your hand if you still lived at home when you're 18. No one in this room, right? I was like, hey, when I was 18, we we're all out. I was out. At Jared 18. was like married. Jared was like married and had like eight kids. Um, I had no stuff. kids. <laughs> no kids. You moved out at 18. I moved out at 18. I got married at 19. Really? Yeah. I wow. started college. I at had 17, no business being married at 19. I, like, <laughs> me either. I didn't move. Well, it's funny thing is, I always tell people it's like I didn't technically I didn't move out. My mom moved out because like she like she That's was right. like a rep for Columbia Gas, so they transferred her to like Columbus, Ohio. So See, I, was, I was determined not to have a roommate, so I had to wait. I had to wait a little bit longer. Nice. Hmm. So I was did not want to have to deal with that. So many things are happening in our lives right now. You got kids. Yeah. Um, I was buying cars left and buying right. cars. Uh, selling houses. Selling houses. houses. Houses market's going good. Yesterday <laughs> I I ratified one. Today I closed one, and I think we got one that's about to close again. So. Yes, yeah, so we are. I lost a bid on one, which really made me angry. Wah, that's like every day in this market. Yes, yeah, so I'm at a hundred. We're at 111 deals for the team right nice. this second for the year. And you've got a 45 members on the team, I think. 45. <laughs> yeah, we average a yeah, half a deal a person. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah. No, we're actually the team's growing. Yeah, if you're an agent, if you're looking for a good place to be, if you've been thinking Call about Galen Parker. You should. You call either one. I don't care who you call. Yeah. If you've been thinking about making a brokerage change, new year, right? New year, no brokerage. That's what we did last year. We rolled into the new brokerage January 1. Best thing we ever did. So if you're thinking about making any changes. What's it like when someone goes from regular <laughs> hold on, agent? Hold on. What? Hold on okay. what? <laughs> Whatever you're laughing about, please just share with the I was thinking like... Uh, like eight podcasts ago, we mentioned a transition in your life that knew something, and I was like, upgrade, and there was some backlash there. So that's why I'm like, I'm not saying anything. It was not real estate related, but I was like, Jared totally got upgraded. And there was like, so I'm just sitting here like, mm, yep, change. So Gary will be calling you after this. I, know, I was like, I don't want no smoke. I want no smoke with anyone. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I was like, uh, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it was like a joke. It wasn't even real estate related, but people hey, took offense. On that note, can so. we just get into the deep dive? ASAP. <laughs> this is the deep dive. We're going. All right. This is deep dive. Is this, this like a long, 25 minute transition? I mean, this is, I support all of this. Mike Corn Wild, I guess. On the Mike, back did you, end. are these all the instruments you just played? Did you do this yourself? Yeah. This, this is Eddie Van Halen tribute. Hey, no joking on this. I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. All right, let's keep Mike together for the podcast. Last time he teared up and made it super awkward. <laughs> and I was like, it was like daddy was hitting mama in the living room. We'd film a podcast during it. <laughs> we were midstream of the podcast. And Mike's like, Mike's like, Eddie Van Halen died. And we were just like, 
uh, okay. And then he like, I was like, are you Child about to walk off our just hero? Like, just like, Child hero. He's like, you can no, finish I on your own. I just didn't know what Asians we were going to do. I was like, <laughs> I was like, should we turn off the cameras? I didn't know what to, how, what energy it really flew out the window there. I was, yeah. wait, I, I was waiting cold for the of ice. <laughs> it's as cold it as is. ice. You have to be cold in this business. So here's the deep dive. That's right. At almost every week nowadays, in a lot of like the real estate masterminds that I'm, I'm a part of, I see newer agents or are just agents in general post up asking, what differentiates the top producers? From the average real estate agent or the agent that says look i'm selling 15 houses a year but i really want to double that i'm selling 40 houses a year i really want to double that so we wanted to talk about how to scale your business right absolutely so galen uh, he's taking pictures he's on instagram this is instagram you tiktok snapchat <sighs> you know i, I think i'm too old for tiktok at this point i'm mm. not doing any dances but uh, <laughs> I feel like that's all TikTok is. Just it people is. like doing like weird, like, eh, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what was the question? Fire back at me. All right. What makes the top agent? What is my opinion? Is that what you're about to ask? Yeah. So that's good. We're going to deep dive the topic of what differentiates the agent that is just average. Okay. Right? Nothing right. wrong with being an average agent. Most, pe- most agents are average. That's why sure. it's called the average. It's average, yeah. But at the end of the day, if you want to grow to be above average, what do you have to do to differentiate yourself? Okay. Galen? You know, one of the things that I think about, and, and I'm not going to, you know, I feel like it's self-serving to be like, as a top producing team, you know, but I will say this. I'll do that part. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> uh, I will say this. There are agents that I admire, and I see a thread between them. And I think it's one of the funniest things, because we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's like, it doesn't matter how busy you, busy you are, there's someone busier. Ah, and yeah. I have found that even people where I'm like, oh, man, this guy's not going to answer the phone. He's not going to call me back because he's super busy. Those are always the guys that pick up the phone. It's crazy to me. The guys who are not super busy and they're doing like one or two or three deals like a year, those are the guys that are like, oh, sorry, I was sorry, swamped. So Couldn't call you back. So that's so with my one contract. Yeah, that's my big one. I'm like, I you've got to realize... One, yes, you've got value. You, your time is valuable, but you can never assume that your time is more valuable than the next person because that next person could be, you know, a fifty thousand dollar commission coming to your ways. So you always make time, and so I love it when I talk to people like that, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I always answer the phone," or I make sure I call them back. Maybe answering the phone's a challenge because you know I get eighty calls a day about people wanting me to look at my warranty. For my vehicle, oh my extend it. Yep. Um, and Put that's, your face on a grocery cart. Oh, absolutely. Then I've got Optimize RIR reminding me 20 minutes. Yeah, I get tons of oh like, God. hey, love what you're doing on Facebook. <laughs> love what you're doing on Instagram. How can I help? I'm like, well, if you love what I'm doing so much, why change it? I'm yeah. Like, oh, shout out to you guys. If you call me and say that you optimize Facebook pages for a living and then tell me that you noticed I don't have a Facebook presence and then you have to ask me if I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I'm not giving you my business. You did not do your homework. You didn't just type in the Davis Group into Facebook and see that we're the first yeah. result and that we have maybe 200,000 hits a month on there. So you're getting hung up on. So, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of it has to be with your own mindset of and this to me goes past real estate, goes past sales. It's just how you view. If you view yourself as so important. Mm-hmm. And your time, like, you're never going to be there. You've got to come from, and I hate to, and I, I know I'm about to say it, but I really do believe it. you got <laughs> to come from a place it. of serving. 
I, I, every book I read, every podcast I listen to, everything, they're like, you got to come from a place of serving. And it's really true. This is a customer service business. Absolutely. I, I never call leads and I'm like, hey, you want to buy this house? I'm like, hey, how can I help you? you? You Maybe you just have a question. And I find that those top producers, when they're talking to like other agents, they you can tell that they're like, I'm willing to help you because if I help you, one day you're going to help me and we're all going to eat. So would you say that that point comes really down to time management and scheduling? Absolutely. Yeah. Write things down or whatever you use to keep yourself organized. An unorganized agent is not going to be a top producer. Write that down. So I would almost go so far as to say that if you're a part-timer or you've got a lot of other stuff going on, sure. it will probably be hard for you to reach that status where you want to as a top producer. Commit to yourself. And and it's not to say you can't do a lot of work without being present if you optimize very well, but if you've got other jobs you're working on or you've got a family that you take care of full-time, it can be tough. I'm not I saying- I got nothing. I got nothing else. <laughs> yeah. All I got is this business. That's right. Galen all, always doing is selling houses. <laughs> no, but at the end of the day, it, it's true. It, sure. This is a job. And so I think one of the things that you talk to people about is if you ask the average agent, hey, how many hours a week do you spend making phone calls to leads? How many hours a week do you spend in your sphere of influence? How many hours a week do you spend networking? Most of them are going to add up like an eight-hour work week. And, yeah. and so you're not going to get anywhere with that. So you have to make sure that you're actually putting in work. But then as you start to get busier, that's a lot of times where the age, the average agent starts to falter. I feel like they say, yeah. man, I've got seven deals in escrow now or six deals. I'm getting really busy. I can't handle any more new acquisitions or any new clients. So they porpoise, right? Their sales go up. They make all their commission. And they get eaten graphically down. by a shark. That's the, yeah, that's the uh. bottom of the porpoise, right? <laughs> yeah. Zero sales. And then they're trying to catch up again. So they have all of these highs and lows. Real estate is just like good month, terrible month, depressed, happy. Emotional right? roller coaster. Emotional roller coaster. So how do we stay more consistent? Okay. And how do we gain the extra business? So I, I wrote down two things uh, for this. And it's something that I, I work on. I, I don't do it perfectly, but I always think, you know, regardless of the highs and lows of real estate, I always try to make sure that my output is consistent. Um, and that means, case in point, I was talking to another agent and they were like, oh man, you and Jared always have like pictures of great places you eat. I'm like, yeah, sure. I was like, we don't really take pictures of like the days where we're like in the Taco Bell drive through because we got like 50 appointments. And I was like, and I don't really have that many pictures of like me at my computer with my headset on like, Calling, smiling and dialing, you know, dialing for dollars. That's Chris Elliott's job. <laughs> that, he's the king. I'm un, undisputed king. But case in point, I do mimic a lot of things that Chris does. That no, Chris, Chris is actually, awesome. But Chris he posts actually, the yeah. pictures of him yes. making calls. Yeah. That's all, every day. I'm like, he's 8, 8 a.m. He's and calling I, and I love the, I love that because that's what I'm talking about. Like the grind I do too. of it. It's like. I wish I had half his grind ethic. It, it's I tough. Don't. I, I, I shadowed Chris. Maybe like three days before. I was very impressed because I'm just like, that's another thing. There's so many things you should write down. But <laughs> find someone that you do you know, respect and then try to copy what they're doing. If it's working, yeah, copy it. And so I've shadowed a lot of different agents in this business. And Chris is just one of them. But you know, he's got a skill set that I'm like, I want to be able to do more of that. Now, in actuality, I was I able to do it some degree. You know, I think I'm probably on the phone more than most people. I'd but, agree. you know, there are a lot of days where I just, you know, 
you've seen our office. You, you come in there and I'm just already in there just like clicking buttons like, hey, hi, this is Galen. Go die. All right, cool. Thank you. Have a great day. You know, people are just <laughs> yeah. like, you know, but, you know, every 20 calls I make, there is one person who's like, you know, I would like to yeah. talk more. And I'm like, hey, I'm just I'm here to help. How can I help you? Do you have any questions that I can answer? Yeah. You know, this doesn't cost you anything. So except rejection. There's another point. That's yeah. If you're in this business, you're in sales, which means some people are not going to want to buy from you. It's a numbers game. Yeah. Galen has about ten death threats a week before he gets the person that's going to buy a house from him. It Sorry, it's off from Mike. That's that's very true. Like I get a lot of like people that um, you and I we share an assistant named Raya. Uh, she follows up on our leads, and I was looking at one that she sent me, <laughs> and it said uh, they were upset because she had messaged them like three times in like two days, right? Or three it was days. actually it was like it was like four days. She messaged them three times before they didn't respond, so she's like, "Hey, follow up." And then they're like, "I see that you've you know text me. It wasn't call. You've texted me, and that makes me not want to work with you." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, I pay her to do that." And I'm like, well, who, "Whoever said like, hey, you're working too hard. Exactly. Don't want to give you my business because you're working too hard." You're being, a little, the same you're being a little more persistent than I'd like. Yeah, I know. That's the same scenario these days where if you go to someone's house unannounced and they hear the door, they're like, "Who's at the door?" Like, how dare you? That's why we have rings now, so you don't dance here. I know, but I was like, you know. You just say, go away from your couch, and they, and they have to. But, you know, as Jared was saying about rejection, you've got to deal with it. You know, my uh, Zoom link every Monday at 11 a.m., the, the the theme of it's called No One Can Reject You But You. That's that's the reminder I get. The, you're, you're the only person that's going to say no. Like, toughen up. Yeah. People are not here to make you happy or, or wealthy. Do you yeah. think the average agent works on a schedule base like no. throughout the week and two weeks, no. like projecting what they're going to be working nope. on? It's not a bad idea, but I doubt it. Nope. I think most agents get up and they say, hmm, I hope someone calls me to buy a house today. And, and I think that's almost where it ends for most agents. The average agent does five deals a year, right? So at five deals a year, you're just assuming that every two and a half months or so, right, someone's going to call you. And say, hey, will you help me buy a house, right? Or you randomly have a conversation with somebody and they want to buy a house. I was like, uh, <laughs> when people do call me and they want to like, they're like, hey, and I'm like, I'm always like, what? Yeah. I'm like, and it happens pretty regularly, but I'm just like so used to, I'm like, when I wake up, I'm like, no one's calling me. And if you are calling me, it's not good things. It's like, yeah. we get a lot of calls where they're like, hey, everything's leaking. Or yeah, hey, like, exactly. I don't actually have financing anymore. So when I get a call like that, I'm like, What? Yeah. You want to, me? Yeah. But I'm used to, you know, calling people and then they're like, oh, you know, that's, that's my personality though. So here's the thing. I'm in your face. You deal with the rejection. You get yourself on a schedule. You, uh, you block out time for what's important. If calls Absolutely. are important, then you're making these calls. If you're an agent that likes open houses, guess what? If you don't do open houses, you're not getting any clients from open houses. So be in an open house every weekend. If that's Just what you like. Just close an open house deal. I'm super pumped. Yeah. And this is this is not saying that every agent has to have the same exact plan. Because every agent, even on our team, has totally different plans. Galen and Nate, they love the phones. Me, I'm a hardcore serial networker. Like, I am really bad at making phone calls now. That's what I do. I've got another guy on the team that loves contractors. He deals with a ton of people in his sphere of influence that flips houses. He sells them all. He finds them deals. Everybody does different things. I've got some that run open houses. I've got some that just have really good um, friend groups and sphere groups, and they mm -hmm. get crazy good referrals from school and college and this and that, right? Everybody's got something different. I think what it comes down to, if you look at any top producer, and this goes for single agents, it also goes for teams. It doesn't matter which one you are. Numbers don't 
lie. And at the end of the day, if you look at an agent or a team that's doing over 100 deals, because we as a team, I said we just hit like 111. But shout out to like my buddy James Nay. He's in Richmond. He's probably done 108, 115 something this year by himself. He I just ass- texted the big James. He is an assistant, but he crushes it. And I mean, he's like my hero. I talk to James all the time. I love the guy. If you listen to this, awesome. But he's, he's an example where if you look at our numbers or his numbers, we probably have the same amount of pipelined numbers, I bet. Mm-hmm. He's just a maniac and can somehow do it all by himself, whereas and, uh, I like to delegate. That, that, he's a good one to think about because just like 10 minutes ago, I sent him a text message, just like a little playful text message, immediately responds. Yeah. He is not just sitting around like waiting for day. He's like super busy, yeah. but he's he like, hey, he's a follow-up. He's gonna You call him, he's going to call you back. He's the kind of guy I want to buy a house from. Exactly. I don't, and I'm a realtor, and yet sometimes I'm like, maybe if I sell my house, I'll get James to do it. Because I just, I love yeah. James so much. James just calls me, and we like have pillow. He's like the only guy like I pillow talk with at night. Like, he'll call me, and he's like, what uh, you doing? I'm like, uh, I'm in bed. Wait a minute. What? On the phone. <laughs> only guy? <laughs> what? Hello? Mike's I've, gotten a, I've gotten a phone call or two from you. <laughs> what, am I not sitting right here, ladies and gentlemen? Are you guys looking at this camera? Galen does not call me while I'm in bed at night. Because typically, we're playing video games until we go to bed at night. And then, <laughs> and then, and then we say good. Bye. See you in five hours right. when we wake up. What is it? Time for sleeps. That's Galen every night at about eleven right, o'clock. Time for sleeps. But James will call me while I'm in bed and just be like, "What you doing?" I'm like, "I mean, it's a, I'm about to sleep. What are you doing?" And he's probably like, "I don't know. I'm about to write three contracts." Like that's just. That's <laughs> he's like, Jay. "I'm at a property waiting for someone." I'm like, "It's eleven thirty. I'm night. making a smoothie. Want one?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, he would do it too. So the thing is, the numbers. I mean, we probably have at this point, if I had to guess, about four hundred leads a month that come in through our system. That's just cold leads coming in through the website, coming in through showing requests, things that we have to prospect. Then you have open houses. So, you know, we're probably not the strongest on open houses as a team. There's some teams out there I see doing six to eight open houses a weekend. You know, we probably do six to eight open houses a month, if I had to guess. But same thing, you're bringing in people off of those. If you don't have the numbers, you're never going to make this work. So I'd say if you're trying to grow your numbers, you have to ask yourself, you should be able to break down how many phone calls do I have to take to get get somebody on the phone? How many people do I have to get on the phone to get somebody that wants to buy a house? And how many people do I need that want to buy houses before I get a contract? Right. And if you can't break that down, or if you do break it down and you see that your numbers are hundreds behind, then you just need hundreds of more contacts, right? Yeah. I think you and I are similar in the fact that we both liked, while I do like the phone, the whole point of the phone for me is to meet them. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm good on the phone, but I feel like I'm better, like, Oh, if you can't to tell test. from looking at Galen. I say I'm a serial networker just because I don't make phone calls. Galen's a serial networker, but he does also make phone calls. I was like, calls. I, like, I want to meet. I'm like, come to the office. Let's get some let's get some beers. Let's get some coffee. Let's talk. I like, that is where I'm, like, trying to get you in. If I can get you in, I feel like, you know, we're going to be best friends. Everyone loves Galen. You're not, the everyone house doesn't me. love me. You're everyone the loves Galen. Me, but we're going to be friends. Oh, we're being friends. Yeah. And Galen's going to pitch it. He's going to do great. Me, I shared a house the other day. It was half a million dollars. And as I was leaving, a car pulled into the driveway and blocked us. And I was like, mm-mm. And she like rolled down the window and she starts trying to ask me questions about the house. And I was like, you're in our way. <laughs> We're trying to get like the next. And my client was like, do you want to like give her a card or something? So you can like, call? I was like, no, I, was like, like, uh. I, I don't. I was like, I don't want any more sales this year. I'm super tired. I was like, Anytime I have a bad experience with someone, I just say, hey, sorry, my name is James Day. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But yeah, so as you mentioned, you've got to block out your time. Uh, whatever you find that works for you. If you're going to grow, you got to do more of it. 
Yep. So if you did 12 open houses this year, well, you're going to do 24. You know, you've, you're going to have to grow that. Um, I like doing open houses. Um, my schedule just doesn't allow for it as much yeah. as I like to because I do do more than just real estate. I do a lot of stuff. But And if something doesn't work, cut it out. And if something does work, magnify it. Yeah. Right? You know, if you're doing open houses and maybe you just suck at closing open houses, stop doing them then. Don't do if them. If you're not getting any clientele out of it. It expires. I mean, look at someone like, you know. Who we talked about earlier. He crushes the phones. He kills expired listings. If you can replicate that, then why not? You yeah. know, everybody's got their their niche of what works for them. I love it. All right, what's the next? T- oh man, my computer keeps going. Well, I mean, I there. think what are we at time wise, Mike? And are we still recording properly? Yes. Mike's over there playing like minutes. on his phone. He's on playing I'm like making deals. Flappy making bird closing, with closing, words with friends. Closing Flap, appointments. Flappy bird. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> He's like, I found this game on my iPhone 12 I just bought. I'm like, it's 10 Still years in the ago. package. iPhone 12 is out and Mike's got one. So if you want to, if you want to steal it, come find him. Apparently the go. camera's so much better. That's what he told me. It how is, how much is, better it can it be where the a human eye doesn't even recognize? The Mike's, average person probably can tell, but but for Mike, me, he's not average. Yes, I can tell. <laughs> Spoken like a true photographer. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, so like, so I, I just saw a listing yesterday that down the street that's that's on the market and they only did cloud replacements for the first photo and not the rest. No 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 no. Do it all photographers out there. Interesting. So speaking to Mike on this, I'm going to let him give like some that. feedback. We normally tell him to just, you know, keep quiet and push the buttons, but <laughs> hit the buttons button but, for sure. All right, Mike. How many acting realtors do you do business Rough, for? What, ballpark. On a monthly basis anywhere from 30 to 40. Okay. Okay. But you, you probably have a lot more that work with you. They're just not producing a lot. Right. So like, but we're talking about all agents, average I mean, I, and non-average. So you're not going to do of, The number of archive that I have is huh. really high, but... Let's say you actively deal with 50 to 100 agents. Yes. Okay. What differentiates the ones you like... <laughs> <laughs> shaking his head. I'm not going down this rabbit the hole. The ones you like. He's shaking his head. I love. Don't you love my wording on my Look, questions? I think Mike? I try to cheat, treat everyone the same Very across good. the board. He's a boy scout. That's good. Okay. okay. Right. I try to be. So what? What do you? And see? I want them, all what? my cl- clients to know if they're not able to be there, I can represent them and know that the job is going to get done and the homeowners. Are going to be taken care of. All right, Studio Seventy Seven. That's why you hire him to shoot your houses. We got that. We'll, we'll sponsor that later. You can pay us. We'll, we'll be even for the podcast. Now back to the actual question. You sound like Trump at a debate. <laughs> just like, sorry, not to be or not political at all. I'm just, I, just, I'm just like, treading water what, here. Right? What would you say to all of the sky, Mike? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> the the color is you know at different times. Like Mike, just answer. Go, Let's try this again. Re- what, re- what is the question? So he that wants, Mike he wants to be on the podcast, and you try to I'm get him trying, on. No, Welcome trying, to the hot seat. All right, what's the difference between agents you see that are top producers okay, and the agents that? maybe aren't calling you nearly as much to do deals in photography sessions for them. So the top producer agents usually have a team where I haven't seen the actual agent in quite some time. And usually the team is really, really good or the team is like constantly rotating where it's a new person coming to, you know, the home or I'm contacting a new person or something like that. So there's a difference between there's, Agents that have get together for a long, long time and have a great team. Then there's the ones that don't have it all together 
that seem like they're just rotating out or they're jumping from Remax to a different place. Then it goes down a tier to the agent that's really trying to make get going where they're doing really well. And I see him five, six times a month. Mm, and a they're they're trying to possibly at the break of adding buyers or uh, assisting or something like that. Then there's the ones that basically just are starting out and have no clue what they're doing. All right. So the ones that have no clue what they're doing, what would you tell those agents? Tell them as in like... What advice would you give them? Shadow. (laughs) Shadow. (laughs) Anytime someone's looking to get in real estate or they ask me about it, I'm like, jump on a team. There's no saying that you have to stay on that team for a while, but it will get you in the right doors and understand what you should be working on, what your branding and... um, you know, understand the lingo, understand how to write deals or, you know, get, how to get the house ready or everything about it. And then you can start if you want to break off and start doing your thing. I mean, the day and age of when someone's going to be on a brokerage, I don't know if, I mean, just. Does it does it ever seem like the the people that are doing more production, even though they're busier, have their stuff together more than the ones that you're only hearing from a few months yeah. At a time? Yeah. And how so? Just because, I mean, you mentioned the team. Do you really think it's just because they've automated so much out? I just have a good core team, I guess. Okay. Well, so. I wrote, I wrote who, who do you surround yourself with as far as like, you know, I feel like if you want to transition to another level, you've got to surround yourself with people who are working hard like you or can also support what you're doing. Well, I mean, I have a. I can think of like two people off the top of my head that I'm not. I'm not going to mention names, but they're they have they're solo. They've been solo ever since I've known them, and they do great. Yeah. I mean, then you know, so there are the ones that are the solo, all all one. You know, they're meeting the stager. They're like they're doing everything. Yeah. You know, so there are people like that. Uh, you know, I mean, but there's just it seems like this new wave of people, and I've been doing this for almost as long as what eight nine years now or something like that so the new people coming in i just feel like they are not grasping and taking every advantage of their what they should be doing so maybe and there and this this isn't necessarily even a podcast on team versus solo agent write that down that's another good podcast episode someone someone get that down right that'd be another good episode topic it's not about that. It's about really how do you grow to the next level. And there is a, a trend, nothing against the solo agent. Like I said, we shouted out to James earlier that kills it. He does amazing. Um, but if you're starting to get busy, like for me personally, after I started doing 60, 70, 80 deals personally a year, it starts to just get taxing. Because especially in a market like this where houses are selling in seconds, if you've got 15 buyers that are waiting to find houses, there's only but so many Saturdays or Sundays or evenings in a month that you have to show them houses, right? And then once you get all of these people under contract, you know, I've talked to agents and say, man, I've got four deals in escrow right now. I'm so busy. I mean, at one point this year, we had 32 under contract at one time, and that doesn't count the actives. That doesn't count the... the A single <clears throat> person, that would be really, really hard for It them would be. To- and again, I'm not even necessarily just bragging our numbers because, again, like Galen said earlier, there's always somebody out there that's killing your numbers. The guy that brought me into EXP, I think they hit 300 deals this year so far already. That's awesome. That's incredible. But he's built out this well-oiled machine, and part of the reason I moved to EXP was to take his systems and put them in place for our team, and I've seen our numbers grow because of it. So 
you may need to ask yourself, no matter where you're at in your business, team, solo agent, however many deals you've done for the year, what is bottlenecking me, right? Because you may find that if you're doing your own transaction coordinating and you're ordering your termites and you're ordering your homeowners association packages and you're ordering your home inspections and you're doing piddly paperwork and you're sending stuff to title agencies and you're, you're contacting the lender every day, you may find that these are all things that hold you back from that next deal. And sometimes it's hard for that solo agent to let go of these things. They think, I have to. I've got to be the one who does them. Exactly. If, What's if my... I don't do them, they're not going to get done. Right. What's my client going to think when someone else orders the termite inspection, right? Short answer, no one cares. They don't care. They don't care at all. If anything, Just they, they sure look that, wow, these things, these things, everything's happening so quickly. Everything's so smooth. This is good. And so that's why we have Galen's lovely wife that runs all of our transactions on the team. We've got assistants, we've got softwares, we've got things to make it so that we can stick to selling. And so that's the the last thing I think probably would be at the end of the day, if you wanna grow your numbers. Find out what you're good at. Pay somebody else to do the rest. <laughs> yeah, I was, about to say, I was like, and find uh, out what you're good at 100%. and do that I mean, thing I, the most and everything else, figure out a way to get yourself away from doing that. I can yeah. do half the things I do without a team that I have now. I mean, you just can go into your personal life. This is like when people are like, well, I like cutting grass. I'm like, uh, I don't. I will never yeah. cut my grass. Yeah, I haven't it, cut the grass in four years. It doesn't make sense for me to spend three hours on a weekend doing my lawn when I could go out and sell a house and make enough to pay for three years worth of lawn care. It, it doesn't make sense. Pay somebody to do I mean, what you're good at. There's agents that I know that have stained or pressure washed and stained the homeowner's deck. Like he's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta hold you back. I gotta stay in the deck. I'm like, oh, you got someone coming? He's like, no, I'm doing it on Saturday. Hope you're getting paid for that separately. That's a, I mean, that's the crazy enough, the crazy things I've seen. I, I've heard. I can't even conceptually wrap my head around that <laughs> at all. I mean, I've done some crazy things for clients. I will not do. That. Sure, I will, same. I will subcontract out. I mean, not like, not that's act a as a contractor, but I'll give them all of my contractors and line up their quotes and get them everything. I can't actually contract that. for them because I'm not a contractor. I'm not getting paid, but I, I can help get a house ready no matter what needs to so be no, done. No washing windows when I ask you to. Heck my house no. down. I know. In fact, when your when your girl showed up the other day, we had a guy out there cleaning the windows on the house because we went out there and they yeah, were she like was crap. hot. She was not happy about that. Well, we gave her an original time. She went early. (laughs) (laughs) You asked to get her in early. I said she could go early. Trying to get it done. It's a gamble, man. It's a gamble. So look, I heard, and I forgot where I heard this, but there's a number that you want to put on, essentially, how much something costs before you give it to somebody else. That number may be low for some people. It may be high for other people. It depends on your production. If you're doing 10 sales right now and you want to double it, it's probably not something that's $200 an hour. But in one of the last books that I read, they said if it costs less than $200 an hour to pay somebody to do it, pay somebody to do it. That's a tall number. Probably your very high producers that are trying to scale, they probably are working like that all the time. But maybe the number is 15 bucks an hour, right? 20 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. If it's something that would be minimum wage to slightly over that, why is a realtor who can go out and produce millions of dollars in commissions a year would you sit and stuff cookies into gift bags for people to drop at your client's doorstep? They or, do it. Or stuff envelopes. They still do it. They, no, 100%. But that's why we're doing this podcast, right? Well, how to take yourself to the next level. Stop doing all the things that aren't making you money. If it's not a money-making move, get out of here. don't do it. Sphere of influence, stay in front of your sphere of influence. Cold leads, get in front of your cold leads. Again, we could keep this thing going on on things to do, but this would be a really long podcast if we kept going. But, 
I mean, at the end of the day, your sphere of influence is the best source of leads you can do. That's why if you follow like Brian Buffini and all these coaches, they always mm -hmm. tell you if you're 80 or 90% likely to close the referral that your friend gives you and you're like 10% or less likely to close the cold referral that you get off the internet, why, why you wouldn't do? you be working your warm sphere leads, right? So pop by boxes. But all these things can be automated. There's websites now for everything. There's virtual assistants. Do what you can to stick to selling, to stay in front of your sphere and to put deals together and you'll grow your business. I like it. Closing thoughts? Anything else? Food Fight. Oh, yeah. Hopefully you guys have been checking out Food Fight. Galen's been posting them a lot. Love I the Food Fight. a little bit behind on all of our content, so I've got them coming up. Right now we're doing pizza, right? So we've done what so far? Sergio's? We've done Sergio's. We've done Pizza Express. I Is think it? we should ask the viewers what food we should we go to next? All right. Okay. Yeah, two questions in. We got some feedback. People love that there's different styles of pizza that we're doing because it's stuff that the people just didn't know it was in Richmond. But then we've had some pizza aficionados tell us you just got to stick with cheese because that's the true test we've of a pizza. We've been asked to stop I've calling them this. pizza Nazis. I've said this. They don't listen. I didn't throw Mike under the bus. He's just he's calling himself the pizza aficionado now. So look, we want to hear from you. I'm a pizza aficionado. <laughs> I like the pizza. I'm Italian. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to What do you want to see us eat? Right outside of pizza. Once we right. shift on. And is there anywhere in Richmond that you think qualifies that for didn't get a done justice? Be, right? What would be the next thing that like Richmond's kind of known for when it comes to food? Like burgers would be the next one, I think. I don't know if it's about Richmond being. I don't known know if that's a Richmond it. thing. Well, people I'm love burgers in, in general. In general, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, people love a good burger, and people love good chicken wings. Oh yeah. And by people, I mean me. <laughs> so so I, I just ate a chicken wing before I got here. We would do we would do uh, seafood, but it would kill Galen. He's allergic, so nothing nothing seafood centric. Don't but kill me. whatever else you want to recommend, let us tacos, know. Tacos, pizza, pasta. Ta so tacos. I think tacos would almost not even be area specific. I almost think you'd have to just go find all the taco dives because that's where all the best tacos are. There's a place you know that I, mean? I want to feature that I've been going to the Icaramba. Oh yeah, uh, oh, man! I love that place. That mango habanero sauce. Mango they habanero, it's so sweet. And they're always like, "Are you your, sure you want your this much?" Start to I'm always like, "Yeah, give me, give me more." And they're like, "Are you positive? It's really hot." I'm well, like, no, here's the thing. It, it, before we end, I've always thought this. Like a lot of times, people are like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah, give it to me." Then you have it. And it's like nothing. When this lady says, "Are you oh, sure?" <laughs> Listen to this woman because I was like, "Oh yeah, just give it to me." And then I like dumped a bunch on and I ate it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I, I was like, "Tears!" I was like, "You weren't lying." She was like, "I told you." I'm like, "How can something so, so sweet, sweet be so spicy too?" I, I mean, mean, it is just the perfect mix of it's sweet as you Go taste to it. Caramba. It's, it's on. It's Grace? on Maine. No, it's on Grace. Maine, I think. Uh, it's got to be Maine. I'll know in about five seconds. No, so I'll it, tell you it that doesn't much. have to be Maine. It could be Grace. You're right. It goes broad. Yeah, it goes broad, Grace, Cary, Maine. Yep, Canal. 204 yep. East Grace Street, Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, it's just like a hot, like a like a locally owned Chipotle style place. Sure. Tacos, burritos, quesadillas. Quesadillas, yeah. Whatever meat you want, whatever. Carnitas, and, they got it. So it's good. right near our office. If you ever want to stop by the office and go to Icaramba. Get to Icaramba. Come to the office. We'll have a beer. Yeah. Let us know what you want in the next Food Fight segments. Look them up on our YouTube channel, uh, The Davis Group, and YouTube. Instagram, you'll see them there. Underscore, underscore, The Davis Group. R. Or, not R. Oh, you're saying no. Or, <laughs> you're like, R. 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 Great. Or, 
Thor. to go to oh you're talking about me your instagram oh, that's right bro him uh my instagram i always like mess up own but it's live learn love rva should galen rename his instagram you tell no. us no <laughs> you gotta live it you gotta learn it, you gotta love it we well, can't remember what it is obviously live, love, learn, RVA. <laughs> he can't remember it All no, right. no, no. or you can call me 804-536-6100 let us know what you want to hear on the podcast let us know what you want to see on our vlogs galen you can call me at 804 804- Two seven four nine zero one six. Ah, that was a little radio voice. Beautiful for you radio guys. voice. Thank you for listening again. This is RVA Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker. If you have a real estate question that you would like to ask Jared or Galen, reach out to them at Jared at CentralVARealty.com or Galen at CentralVARealty.com. Who knows? It may even be featured on an upcoming episode. 